Welcome to episode number 36 of the Going for Greatness show. This episode is about a man named Ophir who turned 27 and wanted to spend his birthday listening to music surrounded by his friends. That sounds pretty simple, pretty basic request for a 27-year-old. Ophir is now somewhere underground in the Gaza envelope. He's a hostage. He was taken by Hamas on October 7th. He also ushered all of his friends to safety. Ophir and his friends ran barefoot for miles, miles away from the Nova Peace Festival. Somehow Hamas grabbed him. The next 20 minutes, you'll hear a detailed story from Ophir's best friend, a woman named Hodoya. She and I spoke at great length about what happened and what Ophir did to save his friends' lives. We've all heard a lot of stories about what happened in Israel to innocent civilians. Here's a close-up episode from a man who, by all rights, was a hero in saving his friends. He remains a hostage. As of November 2023, there seems to be the beginning of a sprinkling of hostages being released. Calls for de-escalation are growing. Remember that the stated goal of Hamas is very simple. It's to repeat October 7th again and again until there's complete destruction of all Jews and the state of Israel. And also remember, when people chant from the river to the sea, what they mean is complete annihilation of all Jews in the state of Israel. My conversation with Hodoya. Because all of the people of the party just t- took their cars and go to that road. They cannot move on anymore. And they decided that uh, they're leaving their cars and they're running by foot. After something like three or four hours of running and hiding, they were un- hiding uh, under a tree and then they keep moving and they're was hiding inside a valley and all 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 of all the running is uh, with uh, gunshots and next to the ears uh, almost uh, one gunshot uh, uh, hit uh, their legs they were hiding until uh, one car showed up and they were really scared of that car because the last time they saw a car it was a, a Hamas terrorist car and then they heard uh, the driver uh, screaming in Hebrew, hey, I'm here to save you. And then they uh, started to run to that car. The car was loaded already with uh, six people inside. Ophir um, told uh, Shoval and her friend got inside his car. And he just gave up his seat. A few seconds later, another car showed up. Ophir got into this car. Cheval didn't want to to separate with him. She she tried to move to first car, but uh, she didn't get to do it because uh, the driver was driving so fast out of there. That was the last time Cheval saw Ophir. Ophir just called her. Uh, at the moment, he was uh, at that car, and she said, "That's fine. We're out of here. Everything is okay. I'm gonna see you in a few minutes." Cheval arrived to a small town uh, not far away called Kfamaimon. And she was, she was waiting for Ophir at the entrance of, the, of that town for almost two hours. A lot of cars going inside. People from the party. Ophir is not. None of them. And after that, Cheval uh, gets a call from Ophir's mother, which says uh, Ophir is injured. 
we don't know nothing about that. Now we can tell that Peter was uh, sitting next to a girl, in the back seat. And Domingonen was in, in an open line, phone call, an open line with her mother uh, through all the tribe. They got attacked uh, by uh, a squad of uh, Hamas terrorists. Her mother heard all the all the things that was going on, and Ophir uh, probably got shot or injured. We don't, we can't tell. And he was screaming uh, his uh, mom's phone number. So uh, Romy's mom will call Ophir's mom and tell her about what's going on before, because uh, Ophir's phone was dead. And that's all all that we knew until two and a half weeks after that day. We were sitting every day at the family's house. We didn't know what to do. Living in nightmare, we were living every day. For us, it's still a And after 18 days, we got that uh, record of Romy and her mother. And we get to, to hear Phil in this phone call. It's 25 minutes. A real battlefield. This is a really hard phone call, a really hard conversation. And they're barely speaking. Only the, the, the bombs, we can hear RPG, uh, you can hear weapons. Romy's mother mostly speaking at that record. And we hear Phil. Phil is very painful. In his kind heart, he says to Romy, the cars, the, open the door. Run away, save yourself. He's trying to save her, he's trying to protect her, although he, he he doesn't know her. And that's all we got. And last nine minutes of this this phone call nine minutes of uh, speaking in Arabic of the terrorists. You can hear the whole kidnap moments, horrifying moments. After that eighteen days we got a message from the government that that has just uh, changed. To kidnapped, they have uh, some information uh, that they can't share with us, and that's all we know. We know that Ophir is kidnapped, it's very injured, and that's it. We know nothing. We don't know he's, he's alive. All we have is is our hope and faith. It's hard to unwrap all that you're sharing here. Ophir sounds like an amazing person to give up his space in that first car, and in the second car. Uh, Romy, what happened to her? Where did she run away, as Ophir suggested? No, they was uh, they were both uh, injured. We know that Ophir, that uh, Romy uh, got shot in her hand. She's not running away at this moment. They both uh, kidnapping into Gaza by uh, Hamas terrorists. So both Romy and Ophir. And, and everybody in that car is now a hostage. No, the two people that were uh, sitting in the in the front, the driver and the girl next to him, they were murdered at that moment. This is horrible. This is terrifying. You're sitting in the, in, in the back seat. The car is totally broken. The two people sitting in the front are dead. You're thinking to yourself, how, how can I get out of this? And then you're getting kidnapped. And you're injured. How scary for them and how terrifying for the mother to be on the phone hearing RPGs, 
hearing Hamas terrorists in Arabic screaming and surrounding the car. Can you share the Nova party is in the middle of a desert, right? With not a lot of places to hide. Is that right? Right. This is an, an open field. Maybe a few kilometers away, there's some uh, trees or an, uh, an orchard, but this is an open field. You don't, you don't have anywhere to hide. That's why the people that was keep uh, was keeping uh, running to the small towns. That's uh, away, I think, like twenty kilometers away from the party area. Was saving themselves, and, and that's how our, uh, all of our friends came home safely. We had five people uh, in the party that they are my best friends. Three of them uh, got home just by running away to um, the small town uh, called Patish. This is 20 kilometers away from the party area. They were running barefoot. This is what saved them. And Cheval came home safely because fear saved her. And the fear was calming them all the way, uh, all four, four hours of running and hiding. Fear controls the situation, calm everyone down. He he leads them. He tells them what to do. He tells them to not look around because this is a lot of bodies and injured people and Hamas terrorists around. So he's looking for them and leading them to a safe place. And they were already out of there. This is what... So annoying, I think. Uh, Cheval said to me, we were already out of there. We were on a car. We should, we're supposed to, to meet each other at this small town and later on go back home together. And it didn't happen. Is the idea of what you've pieced together that the Hamas terrorists surrounded the car maybe on motorcycles? Because the second car was moving through the desert, right? Behind the first car. Is that right? Uh, actually, we don't know the exact way that uh, the driver took. On the first days, we have some clues that we try to bring them all together, this puzzle, and try to get this story a bit clearer for us. We know that the driver was driving from the party area um, a bit to the north. We know that uh, the, the Hamas terrorists attacked them uh, outside of uh, Kibbutz Alumim. And this is something like 15 kilometers away from the party area. Then they got stuck. They shot at their car until the car couldn't move anymore. And of course... The driver was already dead and the girl next to him. So Ophir and Lormini tried to hide themselves as much as they can until they they got them and they took them. Is the Israeli government helping in any specific way to try to find Ophir and the other hostages? What we know that we have uh, two amazing uh, uh, soldiers that is... Uh, with a good connection with us and they're telling us everything they know. Look, we we have nothing to do physically to bring a feel home. We are a part of the Hostages Families Forum. We are coming to Tel Aviv every Saturday night in front of the Kiryah base, which is uh, where the 
all the all the government is uh, sitting uh, every every week to talk about uh, the situation. I think the government is doing uh, things, and I think it's the the most important thing for the government to bring all hostages back home. But I keep thinking if. The prime minister's uh, son was uh, one of the hostages. I think he was home at October 8th. Wow. How did your friends decide to go to the party in Nova? Was there any fear or concern about the location of this festival being a couple of kilometers from the border of Gaza? Did anybody worry about that? The Nova party, they tell you the, the specific location only a few hours before the party is starting. They tell you the, yeah, approximately the area, but not the specific location. And Cheval told me that uh, they they put uh, on their ways, on the GPS, the location of the party and started to drive from home to the party. And she said to fear, oh my God, it is a few kilometers from Gaza. Like, what if something is happening? What, what should we do? But... No one ever thought that thing like that would ever happen. You know, when the when the Holocaust happened, they said never again. And never again is now. We had another Holocaust, but it's worse for me because it's in our country. You know, when the Holocaust happened, it was in Europe. When Jewish, Jewish were all around in Europe, they didn't have their independence and their country and now it is in our country and this is it's terrifying it's terrifying what they did to to all those people in the party and in the in the kibbutzim around gaza i think we can't even realize that and digest that now and no one no one expected it. I learned two things that were really important, which I didn't know until you just told me. This Nova Party's location is revealed just a few hours before. This sort of Burning Man kind of event, you know, Burning Man in America. It seems like it's similar to that. This event for peace, ironically, at the very last minute revealed so close to Gaza. If I were attending this party every year, I would assume, rightfully assume, that the location is safe. More than that, I guess that border seemed so very secure with high technology fencing and underground fencing and monitoring. Do you feel comfortable that the IDF can secure the country? I know there's an ongoing rocket fire coming in, running to the Mamad, to the shelter. Do you feel secure in Israel today? I don't know what happened to that day because like you said, the, the Gaza Strip is super secured with IDF. I, I can't even tell. I'm waiting for the, the day after that to really hear what happened there and who is who's ashamed. Um, actually, I'm living in the north. I'm living in Haifa. We had maybe one or two uh, uh, rockets sent to here. I think in the first two weeks, I was super insecure. And I was afraid to go outside, and I was afraid uh, to to get asleep, and I was afraid from anything. And I'm not that kind of girl. I'm I'm not that kind of girl. Um, but yeah, it is super scary what happened at uh, at October seventh, and I think all Israelis 
have that trauma no matter where they're living in Israel. And I think also around the world because racism is, uh, is fashionable now again. And Jewish all around the world actually coming into Israel and doing the Aliyah because this is now our safe place. You know, this is ironically the safe place. I really, really trust the IDF. And we have uh, a lot of our friends that uh, they're in the army right now. And they're telling us what they're doing. And they're doing an amazing job. We have the best army in the world. And I know they're doing anything they can to to protect us and to bring all of us back home. And we have no no other person to to trust, I think. One of the things that's very frustrating is to know how seriously the IDF tries to protect life, protect Palestinian life by the roof knocks that they drop before they bomb, the reverse phone calls that they make, the leaflets now announcing clear passages, how Palestinians can exit Gaza, all of these things that they do to try to root out the Hamas terrorists and not kill innocent Palestinians. And yet this is lost on the media outside of Israel. It's mind-blowing how frustrated you must feel. And yeah, it's very frustrating because the other side doesn't have this... Uh, they don't uh, feel sorry for killing innocent people, uh, kids, women, men, kidnapping. I don't know. They, they were monsters. I don't, I don't want to say uh, that the IDF should act like them because we can't do that. But we should act uh, the way we, we need to act to, to protect Israel and to get Hamas out of Gaza. What's going on inside Gaza right now with IDF inside never happened before. And it is good to see. You feel protected. Yeah, of course, we feel much more protected. Now, you know, the, the first mission is to bring all hostages back home. It's a bit uh, disappointing because uh, you have no other side to negotiate with. You know, Hamas is not, a go- they don't have a government, they're a, a terror organization, and you can't negotiate with them. And now well, we have this offer of uh, bringing home uh, 50 uh, children and their mothers. I'm looking at it as a, as a man's friend that is a hostage right now. And I don't know when is he going to come back home. You know, this is our critical days, and every day we get a picture or uh, we get on the news uh, that a man or woman uh, that uh, that is hostage was dead. Every day is very critical for us now. I know they're doing anything they can, but I really hope they won't take this deal of 50 people because this is ridiculous. We have 240 inside. So if it were up to you, Hodaya, you would say no go on the 50. We want everybody. Yes. Of Hostages Families Forum, this is our message. We want them all back home because you don't get gifts for free. We we don't get these 50 people for free. They want us uh, um, five days off the war. And in these days, they, you know, arm themselves and get more fuel and get uh, humanitarian uh, help from Israel. It's fashionable to hate Jews now. Mm-hmm. 
Why do you think that's happening? Actually, I don't know. I think the media is really against Israel. I don't know why. I think more and more young people all over the world are taking uh, Gaza's and Hamas side. I can't really understand it because a lot, all of them are not living in Israel. They can't feel what we're feeling. We, they, they, they can't see what's, what we see and what we've been through. Is there a profile of some American college student that would have a great life in Gaza? Who would that person be? Cornell University or Harvard or, you know, any college student in America. Do you think they would have a good life in Gaza? Look, in Gaza, you can't have your own uh, thoughts. You can't be gay. You can't be anything you want to be. And if you not support Hamas, you might be killed. We knew all these things all these years, but now when IDF uh, got uh, into uh, Gaza, we were starting to understand more and more things. The syllabus on, uh, on schools, they teach them to, to hate Jews and how to kill, kill Jews. Specifically, how do they do that and at what age? First and second grade. First grade. They learn it before they learn how to, to write. It's like a, a really basic material for them. You found books that shows us five, six, seven-year-olds how to kill a Jew? Yeah, and they also found books of uh, Hitler, you know, uh, Altneuland, an uh, old new country that Hitler uh, wrote uh, while uh, the Holocaust was uh, in uh, Europe, and how to clean the world from Jews. You know, all that kind of material uh, that you, you don't expect to see on any school, no matter what age. The North, Hezbollah, also funded by Iran, Gaza funded by Iran. Iran is the big snake. Israel is, is existing for 70, almost six years. We always suffering from our enemies around us. Around us. I, uh, I was eight years old when um, uh, for the second Lebanon war uh, started. This was a real war because we didn't even have the Kippat um, Bozel. The Iron Dome. Yeah, which protects us from uh, from rockets. This was a real war. Actually, Hezbollah and Hamas at the north are attacking uh, more northern areas uh, than where I live. But I really, really, really feel comfortable with uh, with my army and a lot of soldiers giving their life uh, for this country you know israel is so small uh, i can i can go to gaza in like two hours uh, in my car so it is still close to us hadoya if you had a message to share with the rest of the world what is it everyone absolutely needs to know and understand about this terrorist attack on Israel. We need the world support right now. We need the world because we don't have the Red Cross next to us and the UN is, isn't with us. And we need the world to see the truth and to see the right side. Israel always defends itself. Israel never attack without any reason. And October 7th was a terrible day for, I think, the whole world, because the world, maybe America, maybe Europe, maybe Africa, and they might be next online. We need you to see the truth. We need you to see the real pictures. We need you to see what happened. We need you to see and hear the stories of the people that were 
around Gaza and the Nova Festival that day. People was murdered while they were asleep. People were burned alive. This is our reality. For 45 days now, I think the world should see. You need to be our ambassadors right now because we need you and we need all of the whole world support to bring all our students back home and for Israel to win this war. Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. We're crying every day. It's very brave of you to come and speak to me and to share your hope for Ophir's safe return and all the hostages' safe return. Yes. And I'm going to check back with you and see how you're doing in your search. Thank you very much. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you for listening to episode number 36 of the Going for Greatness show. And if you found value in this episode, please be Israel's ambassador by sharing this episode on your social media and with your friends. Remember, on October 6th, Israel was not in Gaza. It's not nuanced. It's not complicated. If Israel were to lay down their weapons, Israel would be defeated. If Hamas were to lay down their weapons, there would be peace.